The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Our teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Welcome, welcome to a day of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment. Today I have two possibility coaches that will help us with some inspiration and some motivation. I cannot wait to hear what they have to say. I have Coach John Saturn and Chris Pate. Hi, John. Hi, Dr. Sam. How are you today? Good and welcome. Hi, Chris. Are you back? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the show. How are you? Doing great. Thank you, Dr. Stem. Great. Let me just tell um, our audience a little bit of background about the two possibility coaches. They call themselves the possibility coaches, John and Chris. They are known as the positive change experts. They are life, relationship, and business coaches regarded as emotional healers. John and Chris empower people to create solutions and live life authentically. The expertise is to guide individuals with life challenges. That means relationships, self-esteem issues, as well as addictions. Going beyond the traditional coaching, they assist all their clients to break through those emotional barriers that block your personal growth. So since founding the Possibility Coaches in 2002, John and Chris have been actively exploring the human experience and condition and empowering individuals and businesses around the world to live a life of meaning, passion, and purpose. And trust me, I saw this on their website myself, all this history that they are talking about. You'll find all their information listed on uh, www.possibilitycoaches.com because I know some of you, when I have the guests, you're also looking on the website, as you have told me. So you can go to the Possibility Coaches on www.possibilitycoaches.com as we are talking to them today. And today they have decided to talk about, as I said, they deal with all aspects of life. That means relationships, self-esteem, addictions. But they have chosen to come to us with a special topic today, how to deal with control freaks and bullies at work, home, and school. What an interesting topic. And as I was reading, I could just focus on bullies because guess what, coaches? For the last probably month or so, I have had guests on this show that were coming in to talk about bullying in our high schools, in our middle schools, but relating to our children. And reading your topic today, I couldn't help but find it interesting that this bullying not only involves the adolescents and the youth, it also is in the homes. So if you may, I can take from either one of you to tell us why is bullying now coming to the surface? Sure. I simply believe that bullying is coming to the surface because 
we've come to a place in, in time in our history as human beings, Dr. Stem, that yes. we're, we're just not tolerating certain kinds of behavior. And, and there's sort of this raise in consciousness. I don't know if you've noticed, but Chris and I have noticed it over the last 10 years and sort of taken this quantum leap of consciousness. And one of the things that this quantum leap of consciousness is um, allowing to happen is an awareness of behaviors that are not beneficial to us as human beings. And bullying is a negative form of behavior that is no longer being tolerated, and that's why it's getting so much press. Any and, and any I, take on that? Oh, sorry. I, I thought maybe you were done. I was going to ask Chris if he also has any take. Go ahead, John. Well, I was just going to add, and, and we've, we're witnessing extreme forms of bullying. I mean, we, to the extent, mm. I mean, what happened just happened in Boston with the explosions yes. and, the, and the deaths of innocent people. That's a form of bullying at, at, the, extre- at the extreme version of bullying. It's, you know, people acting as terrorists and trying to fear us into submission and to recoil and to be disempowered. So it's an extreme version. So that that's my take. It's a, it's it's a worldwide movement. I feel that's uh, it's such an important topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Any any input in that, Chris? From yeah, your I, I also yeah I also agree with John too that we're we're moving into an, a new era in in our world of ethics and integrity, and because of that shift going into ethics and integrity, we are no longer tolerating, like John said, we're no longer tolerating tolerating behavior that hurts another person. It's no longer acceptable. And that's why I feel bullying is coming to the surface now, because it's no longer, you know, an acceptable behavior. You're right. And and I think that, you know, the debts that are coming due to the effects of bullying and, you know, the people that are passed on due to bullying, whether through suicide or, you know, being hurt by somebody else, they are now writing notes and people are actually paying attention because we are losing more children, more lives. And now in with this Boston thing, we lost more lives and a lot have actually lost lives, whether they died or not. But it changed the way that we look at our daily lives right here in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. why do people get, you know, I mean, bullied there? I, I always wonder. I, I feel that bullying is, is just a manifestation of someone who doesn't feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like any other negative type of behavior. And we talk today, we're going to talk today maybe about control also because it goes hand in hand with bullying. Yes. When when you're fearful of life and really what it comes down to, and we can spend multiple shows on this topic because yeah. what it really comes down to is a person who bullies is a person who doesn't feel good about themselves and they don't they actually they don't feel loved. They don't love themselves and they don't feel loved. So in order to deal with that emotional pain on a daily basis, they need to lash out and sort of release it by making someone else feel bad so they can feel good. And that's the only way they know how to feel good is by bullying. Now, would they have experienced it themselves in order to, for them to bully, you think, or it's something that comes because? Oh, it, it not... could be. Yeah, I would say it could be either or. Some yeah. people are, be, some people become bullies because they are being bullied, and other people become bullied just because they want that sense of control or that sense of power. Power. Yeah, so it gives them a sense of, a false sense of power. 
So is it limited to the schoolyard? Because as we, as I said, we have been talking a lot about it happening in the schoolyard. Is it limited to the schoolyard? No, I would say no. I would say bullying is, is, is you know, worldwide. It's, it's in relationships. It's in the home. It's between parents and children. It's in the workplace. Bullying goes on in, in many different areas of our life, but it just takes on a different form or it looks different. You know, a, a two, uh, children in a, a schoolyard, one being bullied and one bullying, looks mm-hmm. different than it does like a husband and wife, where one may be bullying the other. So it just takes on a different form. But you know, as John may have touched on too, a lot of the, a lot of bullying comes from two people who just they don't feel good about themselves. It's a it's for the bully and also for the target. Rather than calling them a victim, I'd rather say the target of the bullying. Both of those people don't feel good about themselves because to be a bully, you don't have high self-esteem. You don't feel good about yourself because you want to hurt another person. But also the target usually doesn't feel good about themselves. And that's why somehow the bully, out of a whole yard or a schoolyard of kids, for some reason the bully can pick out that person who doesn't feel good about themselves. So it's a, it's a clash of two people who don't mm-hmm. feel good about themselves. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about my story to validate what I'm saying here okay. in a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, just, you know, so that we have a diverse of mm-hmm. how people describe bullying, would the two of you describe what is bullying according to, you know, your own expertise and experiences? What What is it if we are looking at, you know, the children and talking to the children or the couples that are out there and saying, am I being bullied? What are they looking for? In the broader sense of bullying, and it's really a, a broad definition, a- any kind of behavior that looks to control or intimidate or coerce another or person or manipulate, mm-hmm. either okay. verbally or physically, is bullying. Okay. That's our definition. I like that, and I and as you were talking, I was writing it down because you know that's that that is a succinct and clear description of what bullying could, you know could be perceived as, especially you know for domestic violence. Could that be perceived as bullying as well in domestic violence situations? Oh, I would say so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one person trying to you know exude control or power and even violence you know on another person. Because there are all different extremes of bullying, too. And, Chris, I know you said you wanted to talk to us about your own experience so that we right. can have a vivid... Mm-hmm. Sorry, John, you wanted to say something? No, no, no. I was just going to add about my story. When I, was okay. growing, yeah, when I was growing up as a child, I was, I was bullied at home by my father when I was very young, starting about the age of six years old and, and so on. My father always put me down. Um, you know, told me I wouldn't amount to much, I was good for nothing, you know, and so on and so forth. And so he was bullying me at home, which lowered my self-esteem and made me not feel good about myself. So then when I went to school, in particular in seventh grade, I got severely bullied uh, because somehow these kids just knew I didn't feel good about myself. And that's what I was talking about earlier, that I was being bullied at home from the put-downs by my father so then it was no mystery to me that I got bullied at school. And then when I got my first job in high school, I also got bullied by my boss. And again, it was as if all of these these people, all of these bullies knew that somehow I didn't feel good about myself. And that made me a target. And I knew if 
later on in life, I learned to build up my self-esteem. And by doing that, then I no longer attracted the bullies to me. That's quite interesting the way that you say it. And, you know, it, it, it helps. I work a lot with teenagers. And I know it, even this week I had a teenager that came and said, my mother is always telling me that I'm fat. And she was mm-hmm. crying, you know, in the school. And, you know, the other kids, she says, when they look at me, I'm thinking that they're also seeing the fat that my mother is seeing. So that would explain why they would feel that way when they get to the school because if they're being put down at home and you come into the school grounds and you see all these you know skinny girls that are running around and you don't feel good about your own body at all because your own mother is telling you that you're fat then right. that probably explains it you know the way that you you explain it and you say the way that you got over it is how for me personally, as I became, you know, more mature, I, I started to develop my, my self-esteem. I started to feel better about myself in spite of what my father said to me. I learned how to start to build up my self-esteem. And, um, that's some of the tips that we're going to be talking about later on during the show is how to help build up your self-esteem so you don't attract the bully anymore. Because bullies will never target the popular person in the classroom or the outgoing person at work. They always seem to target a quiet, shy person or somebody who seems to be different. And that was my case when I got bullied Mm. in school because I was always the quiet, shy, chubby kid, and I sat in the back of the classroom and I was the ideal target for a bully because I let them walk all over me because I felt I deserved that. That's interesting. Now, with, with the teachers, because one of the, you know, things that I hear the kids saying the teachers are not looking, were you able to voice that to the teachers when, do you remember? <laughs> I, I clearly remember, and I'm 54 years old now, and I clearly oh, remember going back to being, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12 years old. The teachers would always pretend they didn't notice. And mm. even if it was in the cafeteria, they had back, I'm talking back in the 70s, 1970s, um, yes. in the cafeteria, and in the schoolyard, that's where it seemed to be the worst, not so much in the classroom. But in the cafeteria, they would have teachers that, you know, would monitor the cafeteria. And whenever I or somebody else was getting picked on, the teachers always pretended it wasn't happening. They always ignored it. So my hope is that they are listening in today because that's always a concern of mine, whether the teachers actually understand what some of these kids are going through, the students in their classes, in the schools, in the playgrounds. So I hope that by listening to your story that they will understand what part they play in making sure that, you know, they can stop this or have it continue. Right. And, and Dr. Stem, if, if I could add to this, and Chris and I, are, this is one aspect of the, the bullying challenge that we face that Chris and I are very passionate about, yes. is educating teachers and parents and bosses. Because, and, and the challenge that Chris faces, I firmly believe that if someone turns, as a teacher or a parent turns their back on a bullying situation, yes. they lack self-esteem themselves. See, an esteemed mm-hmm. individual would not turn their back on that situation. They would know exactly what to say and what action to take to stop the situation from occurring again. So we feel really passionate. So when parents, for example, really quick come to us and say, my child is being bullied, Chris and I actually insist that we sit down with the parents and talk to them and see what kind of environment is going on in the home because it could be sort of an, an outpicturing what's going on in school of what's actually going on in the home with the two parents. In terms of you're, bullying. 
You're very right. You know what? I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm going to take a quick break and we will continue talking about how to deal with control freaks and bullies at work, home and school. We have the two possibility coaches with us in the house, John Satin and Chris Pate. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is the home of the top light coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back talking to John and Chris, who are the authors of a powerful book. And I mean powerful because I just finished reading it. It's called The uh, Living an Inspired, Empowered, and Joy-Filled Life. 365 daily tips to get you there. And you can see a cover of the book on my Facebook page. But to get more information and to purchase the book, you can go to www.365dailytips.com. It is a powerful, inspiring, and motivating book. As you all know, I'm all into motivation and inspiration. So this was one of their great books that they have written. Chris and John, I know we've been talking about, um, you know, what is book your description of bullying. I am wondering if we can talk about some examples of bullying in relationships. Sure, sure, Dr. Stemma. John, I know you want to touch on that, but I would just like to backtrack a little bit where John had mentioned about, you know, how important it is for parents to be role models because children learn from their parents. And I just wanted to give an example of something that may go on in a household that you don't realize as a parent is happening until it's brought to your attention. And the example um, here is that I, I had a client that came to me and said, she said to me that her 14-year-old son was called into the guidance office because he was bullying 
specifically the girls and the female teachers. And by bullying, he was putting them down, making comments. And this client of mine was saying, I don't know, you know, where did that come from? And, you know, where did he learn that? And we started talking and having a dialogue about it. And we found out that this, for this mom, this mother, this is exactly the way her husband talks to her. Mm. So the son is observing and he's learning that, you know, this is what his father says to his mother. And his father says negative comments and puts down his mother. So then this kid goes to school and he just mimics that behavior of putting down the other woman, you know, whether they're girls or, or teachers. So it, it is so important for parents to really be mindful when you're around your children of what you're saying and, and doing because your children will learn that behavior. And that sometimes is where some bullying comes from. And, John, you wanted to talk about it in relationships, too. Well, yeah, and I just, uh, again, just another uh, an example was I was coaching with uh, this couple, and she was basically a, a stay-at-home mom, and she decided that, you know, she's now in her 40s. She wants the children are older. She wants to go out and, and start a career. And the husband was adamant about her not working, and he was he would actually, through money, he would control her through money, which is bullying, he said he wouldn't give her any more money. He wouldn't support her. You know, he wanted to be a stay-at-home wife, and he mm. wants to be the breadwinner. And he was coercing her and, and threatening her. And it actually was emotional blackmail, what it came down to, that, you know, if you get a job, I'm cutting you off. I'm not going to give you, you know, your share of the money. And we worked through it. And, you know, she went out and she started a career. And he, it was a form of bullying because he was so used to that way of being as a husband and also he had a father who was very controlling and bullying of a mother also that's what he grew up with his mother was very docile and submissive and she stayed at home she had no life outside of the house so that's what he was used to and he believed if she somehow left the house he would he would be threatened and basically he really believed that she wouldn't need him anymore he was fearful so he had so through bullying he kept his power and kept himself safe. Because so what I'm hearing you say is probably some of those wives and, and you know, some of those uh, spouses that haven't pursued their dreams because they are fearful of, you know, the change or the reaction of their spouses, it probably, right. could, they could be experiencing bullying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. And, and what Chris and I do when we do relationship coaching is, you know, you, you come to a point where no matter what your relationship is, you have to make a decision. If you're in a position of being bullied by your partner, you have to decide what's important for you. Is your personal growth and your self-esteem, raising your self-esteem more important, or is staying in a relationship that keeps you down and disempowered and controlled the way you want to go? So many people have come to the choices, and, and in some cases, Chris and I have worked in, with couples where the relationships end because there's an unwillingness, you know, to let the other person breathe and, and expand and grow and live a life and because it's bullying. Otherwise, it's bullying. Smothering is bullying also. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> oh, you mean it's not being loved? Mm. Right. You're being but, smothered? It's not being loved. No, <laughs> it's not. Because a lot of people said, "Oh no, it's because he loves me, so I have to be home by five, and no, I can't no, be no, 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 late." No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's control. That's control. 
And then today, call, the text call me. Messages. They can call me. I'll tell them all about <laughs> teach them all about control. <laughs> I think they need to because today, I mean, people actually get text messages twenty times a day, and I say, isn't that a little too excessive? That he, you know, he or she's text messaging you that much. So you're saying that's not love. That's that is not love. That's 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 control and manipulation based in fear. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, Chris, will you talk to us a little bit about the bullying on the job? Because I know you also do trainings on the job with employers. Right, right. And I'll just give an example because that's what John and I love to do. We talk <laughs> talk about real life here. Yes. Um, that's what we're discussing. And, you know, we had a, one client who was being bullied on the job. And it was she had a similar situation as I was with the child when I was a child because she was very quiet and she didn't feel good about herself, so she was the perfect target for her boss, and she was part of a team. She worked in a lab, a genetics lab, and she was part of a team of about 20 people, and her boss always picked on her. He always made little comments, made her feel bad, made her the brunt of the jokes there in the office, and um, she always took it, and she left work every day on the way home, cried and cried, and then after John and I working with her over several months, we helped her to build her self-esteem up. So what happened was one day when he the abuse was very bad, she got the courage to set a boundary. Mm. And what she did with him was, and she did it very calmly, and this was the key for her, she did it very calmly without emotion or theatrics or anything, but she just said to him, you know, I'm not going to take it anymore. You'll have to find someone else to pick on. And she just turned and she went to the ladies' room you know, she didn't storm out. She didn't cry. She didn't make a scene. She just said it very calmly, very respectfully, you know, whatever his name was. She said, hey, you know, I'm just not going to take it anymore. You have to find somebody else. And then from that moment on, her boss never picked on her again because she did set that boundary. She said to him, in, in not so many words, but she said, I'm just, you know, just, you have to find someone else. And And that's what it's about. It's about building yourself up and building your self-esteem so that you do create that boundary. And when you create that boundary, that's when the bully finds someone else to pick on. I really like the part where, thank you for sharing that, where you talk about saying it calmly and respectfully. And I think that's very key for people to understand that because most of the time, once you get that power and you're empowered to want to say to someone, stop, and you say it in an angry way or you verbally are yelling and screaming at the person, one, they don't get the message because some of these bullies, they actually thrive on that because once you react that way then that means I got you but you you know the way that you say it to say it respectfully and calmly that means I have control and I'm taking control of my own power and you can't do that to me anymore and Dr. Stem you made a very valid point where that's bullies do thrive on the drama (laughs) you know they do that's their their whole point is to get you upset to get you angry to get you hurt so when you don't, you know, you don't show them that, they, they don't know what to do with it. And, and it was key for this young woman that I coached that she just remained composed and calm about it because the bully is always looking for a reaction and you don't want to give them that reaction. 
Just in case somebody's thinking, you know, I, I am going through that and I've been struggling with, you know, whether this was bullying, whether this was something that I can stop or not stop. How often does it usually take for them to go through the coaching of, you know, and coming to the point where they can say, stop, enough is enough? I, I would say it would take a couple of months. I mean, you know, any, anywhere from, you know, two, maybe three months of, of weekly coaching with Chris or myself okay. that would enable them and empower them to, to be able to draw the line in the sand and say, this, the buck stops here and this is not going on anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it takes time. First, first, first and foremost, what Chris and I do is that we create awareness because mo- in most cases, there is no awareness of what's going on. You know, it just appears to that person that it's a negative situation and they don't know how to handle it and they don't understand why it's going on. Or so, you know, or they may but, say, I don't understand this. You know, wherever I am, I'm getting picked on. If I go every job I go to, I'm mm. getting picked on. So is it the boss or is there something about yourself that you want to take a look at? And that's what John is talking about with the yeah. awareness. So it's the awareness. Because, because the ultimate, ultimately the belief with that person, what Chris and I have learned over coaching hundreds of people over the last decade, is yeah. the, the underlying belief is what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me and why am I attracting these people into my life? And why doesn't it, why, what's wrong with me? Why don't people like me? Why doesn't he love me the way I want him to love me or she love me? How can they get in touch with you? Because I can just imagine and just feel some people saying, you know what, I think I need to take that step. And I think that step is a lot of strength as well and a way in the form of saying enough is enough, just making that phone call or making that email to get in touch with you so that they can start the work on stopping this bullying. How can they get in touch? Well, we have two ways. And, again, it does take that courage to say enough is enough. Our direct line, our direct number is 215 seven nine four zero one three five or through our website which is possibilitycoaches.com excellent and with that said we're going to take another quick minute break and we will be right back We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Tune in every week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further, with host Desiree Watson. Our program empowers you to incorporate a wellness lifestyle into your life, supported by a diverse selection of guests, including physicians, athletes, and education and government professionals while helping you realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit. You'll achieve a personal edge in injury avoidance, stress management, and personal development. The Wellness Lounge, a step further, airs Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? 
You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to the value of controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for the value of controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back with the emotional healers, John Satin and Chris Pate, who are here to talk to us today about how do you deal with control freaks at home, at work, in the school, or anywhere that you interact with people. How do you stop them? And just before the break, they had given us information on how to get in touch with them. Their phone number is 215-794-0135. Or you can go to their website, www.possibilitycoaches.com and send them um, your contact information and they'll be able to start your coaching right away. Now back to you coaches, Chris and John. What is the best way, because we've discussed, you know, the different types of bullying at work, in the schools, uh, in the relationships, as well as on the job. So now the question is, what is the best way that anyone can ward off bullying? All right. Bert, yeah. Oh, go ahead, John. I was okay. going to um, to mention here what John had said earlier is to create the the awareness about how you feel about yourself. And John, you may want to add about that because I cut you off. Sure, and that's, and that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> great, great minds think alike. You know, we're all yes. on, we're on the same track. <laughs> yeah, aware, awareness is really the key and you know and most people who come to us and most people may not be aware that bullying is is a negative aspect of their life so one tip is to create the awareness about yourself you know it's important to look about look at what we can change and the only thing that any of us can do is change ourselves and how we feel about ourselves so just because you have a negative thought or belief about yourself doesn't mean it's necessarily true and one one of the things that Chris and I emphasize is building yourself up, you know, so the bully does not target you. So this this goes for anyone at any age, and particularly for, you know, young people. You want to be able to create small successes in your life. You know, you want to, you want to become more self-confident, look for ways to build your self-esteem up. Those are, those are two of the things that you want to do, becoming, becoming aware and creating small successes in your life. Excellent. And Chris, and Chris, I know you have uh, a whole bunch of other ways that we can talk about in terms of uh, building yourself up. Yeah, and I just wanted to mention, too, you, you talked briefly about creating small successes in your life, and, and that is a way that you do build your self-esteem because you may have been listening and asking yourself, well, these guys are talking a lot about building self-esteem. How do I do that? And one of the ways to build your self-esteem is to create small successes in your life. Do do something that would make you know allow you to move forward or feel better about yourself. 
you know, you create a plan, create an action plan, do do something that you could take that one step forward, even if it's a small, simple step. And then when you take a lot of those small, simple steps, that's how you start to feel better about yourself. So it is about creating those those um, successes there and feeling you know better about yourself. But John, you also talk a lot about um, one way to ward off the bully is to also identify your fears. Mm. Yes, that, that's really important. I mean, what what is the fear about? What is the fear about? And what, it's interesting what we've found about so many people that are bullied is that there's this tremendous fear of being seen and being in the limelight. It's a very interesting concept in that people are afraid to be, you know, out in the open. And they basically what the underlying fear is, what we found, Dr. Stem, is that people are afraid of life. You know, these people who don't take risks typically are people who tend to be bullied, mm. who are afraid of taking risks. They don't trust people. So they sort of shy away from being out there in the open and being in the spotlight. So it's it's that fear that's really picked up by others that that creates the bullying. I, I always like to use the story and taking from from nature. Uh-huh. You know, you know, I always, I love animals and I love the environment. And when you watch so many shows about, let's say, in the, in the savannas or the Serengeti in Africa, and you watch how the lion hunts, he hunts for the weakest. It's intuitive. It's, his hunt is intuitive. He hunts for the weakest zebra, or the one that you know, vulnerable. And that's what bullying is like. It's picked up intuitively by the bully if you don't feel good about yourself. And he's he's just looking for, like Chris says, it's not a victim, it's a target. He's looking for a target just as the lion hunts and looks for the weakest in the pack or the herd. So what I'm hearing the two of you saying today is instead of us looking at bullying and bullies, let's also look at how we can empower those that could be targets for bullying. Yes. Exactly, and, and that's, that's yeah. what John and I, you know, we're, we believe very strongly in that is building yourself up. And mm-hmm. if everyone were to build themselves up and feel better about themselves, or which is called self-empowerment, Yes. Then you'd be surprised at how quickly the bully doesn't, you know, right. doesn't bully you anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just like to add one thing. You know, bu- it's important to look at the bullying. However, I, I don't feel, it, and, and Chris, I would say, would agree with me, but he could speak for himself. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's it, we essentially don't want to focus on the bullying. We want to focus on creating people with high self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That to fo- let's focus on what it's going to take so bullying becomes a thing of the past in our world. And, and that's what, the solution. That's the solution. Exactly. So focusing on the solution, solution. building people up, no matter what their age, if they're 15 or 75, building people up, making them feel comfortable in their own skin. That's what it's all about, and that's what Chris and I do. It's helping people feel comfortable in their own skin, that they want to get up in the morning, they want to get out, and they want to participate in the world. Because because this show reaches out. I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm from Africa myself. So I reach out to a lot of Africans that are either, you know, throughout the world or even back in Zimbabwe itself. They are listening to the show as we speak, and most of our 
parents, especially the mothers, they stayed in the relationships with, you know, abusive fathers because of the children. I'll stay in because of my children. So they endured a lot of abuse, a lot of bullying. What message would you give them, the parents that are staying in for their children? I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything for myself. I have to stay for my children. Well, one thing I would like to recommend is are you really doing it for your children? Because, you, again, as we mentioned earlier, Dr. Stem, your children are watching you. So if you're yes. a mom and you're staying in that relationship and you're allowing yourself to be abused and you're using the reasoning that it's for your children, if you have a daughter, you're showing her how she's supposed to be treated when she grows up. And if you have a son... You, you know, as a mom, you're showing your son how to treat a woman. So if you're staying in a relationship where you're being abused, you're really being a role model for abuse, and your children are learning how they should be abused too. So it's something that you really want to look at. You know, I cannot agree with you any any better because I think, as I was asking the question, one way that they have stayed for that was traditionally you don't want to be the person that's setting an example that if you have problems in the home, then you're going to leave and, and get a divorce. So they wanted to stay in as a positive you know, way of showing that you need to stay married and work it out in your marriage. But the way that you just said it, Chris, is, you know, I mean, another way of looking at it which is what is, you know, the truth, that they are looking at it and in the long run what it does is you are actually showing them that it's okay for you to be, get bullied, it's okay for you to bully in a relationship. Right. And, right. The, and that's negative, yeah. You're, you're, actually, you're actually condoning and promoting that kind of behavior. And, and like Chris said, it's, a, it's all learned, you know, yes. at a very early age. I mean, children are extremely, as we all know, impressionable. And most behavior is learned in childhood. And whether it's conscious or unconscious, they're going to act it out if it's not checked and corrected into an adulthood. You're right. I don't know if you went through the whole seven uh, tips of becoming bullyproof, because then I know we started um, expanding on some of them. Were you able to talk about all seven of them? Yeah, we have we have a couple more. Um, okay. I, I do I do have a quick one here, and that's to to be around some positive people, yes. and, and choose your friends wisely. That's that's really really important. Or to either coach or mentor with someone that can assist you and help you to to raise your self esteem and just you know be around positive people. That will help with, uh, you know, the peer pressure for your teenagers in the schools as well, because if they see you as a parent choosing the right people around you, having positive people, then that's what they tend to draw to themselves once they get in the schools as well, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also developing um, the courage to have boundaries, to, to set boundaries. That's re really important also. And that's a process. You know, you just, it, it takes time. And Chris and I work with people to learn how to set bond, boundaries. Like, you know, Chris told the story about the, the young woman who worked in a genetics lab and how it, it, took, it took time for her to build her self-esteem and to draw that line in the sand with her boss and say, enough is enough. This is, this is not going to continue. So it is a process. But it, it's developing that courage to set the Do boundaries. 
Do you find that you have more women, more men, more teenagers coming in with, um, you know, problems about bullying, or is the ratio even? I, I would say it, it's more women, yes. more women, um, and, and a lot of women in in relationships. It's not yes. so much in the workplace or in the outside world. It, it's under the roof, their home, where they're living, it's their, their relationship with their husband or significant other that's creating the, the challenge, and, and it takes on the dynamics of bullying. That, that's where it's coming from. And that's, where, and that's where Chris and I really feel it's rooted in that. It, if, if it didn't go on in the home and children were experiencing, and this is, this is really the, the problem, is that children aren't experiencing home lives where both mother and father are esteemed individuals who respect each other 100%. So if they're, if they're not witnessing that situation, then there's a likelihood that they're learning behaviors like control and manipulation and coercion, verbal abuse, physical abuse. It's a learn, these are all learned behaviors that we all developed over time and picked up as children. So then as, John is saying they go to school and they just act that out on another student, exactly. another child. Exactly. That's interesting, and I hope that you know this has given some clarity to parents that are wondering and going back and forth to the schools and telling the schools that you have to stop these people from bullying my children or my child, that you also have to look from within the family itself on what's happening there or what it is that you're tolerating in your family, and that's why we have the two experts in doing and coaching about how to go about doing this for the protection of for your child as well as for yourself. I have John Satin and Chris Pate in the house today. We'll take another quick break and we will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paul LaJoy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. 
To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back to talking about how to deal with control freaks and bullies at work, home, and school with coaches John and Chris, who are the authors of a lovely book, Living an Inspired, Empowered, and Joy-Filled Life, 365 Daily Tips to Get You There. John and Chris, I know we've talked about bullying in the aspects today of work, home, and school, which for some people, they have never labeled, you know, uh, the problems that work as bullying. They probably, you know, saw it as abuse, you know, some people, but we never labeled it as a form of bullying that could be happening at work. So what role can teachers, parents, and bosses play to prevent bullying? Well, they, could all, they all can play one role and one role only if they want to see the situation improve in their school or in their work environment or in their home, and that is, be willing to lead by example. You know, don't don't expect. You know, your children will do what you do what you do basically, and not what you say. You know, so if you say don't do this, they're still going to do it because they're going to take their cues from your behavior. So the message to all teachers, all bosses, all employers, all parents is: if you want your children to be a certain way, and you want your employees to be a certain way you want your students to be a certain way, then lead by example. Be the, be the change that you want to see. You know, I was thinking it. of that quote, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that quote. <laughs> was it that worked. Mother Teresa? Was that Mother Teresa? Uh, Mahatma or, or Gandhi. Was it? It was Gandhi. Oh, that oh, was Gandhi. Gandhi. You're right. I was, I was thinking about that and saying, oh, that sounds like that. Be the change that you want to see. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Any take on that one, Chris? You both have that same take because I, I agree with that. Be the role model that you want your children uh, to be. Any tips on, you know, um, how to go about making that first phone call or making that first take on taking charge and taking, you know, um, taking back their power? Well, one thing I would I would like to mention here too, and and we talked about it earlier during the conversation, is that. Many times people who get bullied, like me as a child, um, was because I was quiet and shy and I wasn't really very athletic. And back then I didn't know that, you know, I was a unique person. I just felt I didn't belong. And then that's, you know, again, how the bullies, you know, were attracted to me because I was quiet and shy. And most people, whether you're a child or an adult, if you don't feel good about yourself, as we discussed there are ways to improve how you feel about yourself. And one way is to accept your uniqueness, accept how, and you know, accept that you are a unique person and embrace your uniqueness. So if you're, you know, not into sports, if you're into music or into art, know that that's okay. If you're too tall or too short, that's okay. That's, you know, who you are. That's your yes. uniqueness. So that's one tip I would like to give to everyone today is that, you know, celebrate your uniqueness. Just because you're different doesn't mean that you're different. It's just that you're unique. And, you know, learn to embrace that. It's really important. You are, you know, a, a, 
a special person who was put on this planet. So, you know, it's important to learn to get to a point where you could love yourself. Excellent. Thank you so much. John, real quick, some of the programs that you provide are? One program is, is a coaching program, and it's called our 90-Day Quantum Leap Program. And what that includes, it includes one-on-one coaching with either Chris or myself, uh, either live or phone or by Skype. And it allows also you to participate in our group coaching, which we do through teleconference. And it also provides you with a free ticket to our weekend event, and our next weekend event is in September here in the Philadelphia area, called Breaking Through to the True You. And it's all about building your self-esteem up. And we also have an online program, too, called The Blueprint for Living, which is Mastering Your Mindset, Loving Your Life. And that's available at New You. I'm sorry, that trueyouweekend.com. Trueyouweekend.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. I know when we were planning this show, you had said that you would be uh, offering our audience some packets, gift packets. Can one right. of you elaborate on that? Sure. We do, we do have some special gift packets. On our um, online program, we do have several gifts and bonuses for that. And that the um, the website for our online program is newinneryou.com. That's newinneryou.com. And also on our website at possibilitycoaches.com, we have a, a special downloadable free report, which is how to uh, is creating eight tools for success and happiness in your life. And that's right there on our homepage at possibilitycoaches.com. That's our gift for you today. Excellent. Thank you so much. Once again, they say their number is 215-794-0135, and they have a very inspiring book, as I said, 365 Daily Tips to Get You There. And what I want to say to you, that both of you, is thank you so much. And here's what I learned today. I learned that if you are a parent that was talking down to your child, that has allowed yourself to have a spouse that is is in normal terms abusive or being bullied as we learn today, then what you're teaching your children is you're teaching them to learn to accept being bullied and it makes them vulnerable when they get out of that home environment and they get in the community and that's what our two coaches will be able to help you to come to terms with that, to realize how you are a part of your children being, you know, victims or targets, as the coaches said, of bullying today. I have a special poem that I love that was, that I was reminded of. It's called Children Learn What They Leave. And I'll just read partially what the two coaches reminded me of today. The children that live with encouragement, they learn confidence. Those that live with tolerance, they learn patience. And if you're praising your children and they live with praise, they learn to be appreciating. If they live with acceptance and you accept them as they are, you don't tell them that they're fat, they're skinny, they're too tall, you know, they're ugly, they learn to love themselves and love others. 
If they live with sharing, then they are going to learn generosity. If they live with honesty, they are going to learn truthfulness. If they live with kindness and consideration, they learn respect, which is a big thing, respect for them in the schools, at work, and in the environments that they live in. Thank you for joining us today, John and Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And for our listeners, join us again next week for another segment of the Dr. Stam Show where we bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowerment. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.